So I just went live.
Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Main Street Prowlers. Today is very special. We have the blind ref with us, as well as uh, another special guest with us. Not you, Rob. <laughs> uh, we have Andreas Johnson with us today. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Uh, definitely glad that our uh, internet is back up and running. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, we're glad that we actually could get you on the stream today because we were trying to get you on last year, but it's just, everything just went wrong last year. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Right. Um, so first question is, um, it must be glad, it must be, you must be really happy to um, be back with the team actually physically in the league again. Oh, sure. I mean, we've waited essentially 18 months, right? I mean, we spent all of that day, you know, I have so many guys in Watertown. We have such a great team, and we play, we play two or three practice games, and that. You know, situations happen, and then we didn't play. So, yeah, I mean, like the fans, the players, the coaching staff, and we never just dying to play some. Right. And um, not only do you just have Watertown this year, you also are bringing a brand new team in Binghamton. So tell us how you actually got started with Binghamton. Stay there in the AHL. And when you look at a market like Binghamton, it's phenomenal for our league. Uh, financially, the you know the city can you know the, you know, the fan base can support the team. But I didn't see that the ECHL was going to be viable. So it was really this was not my best option. And the county that manages the building agreed with that that they wanted to keep pro hockey there, keep that legacy alive. Um, we've been now four or five months, I think, since we announced it, and feedback's been phenomenal. You know, the hockey community there, the business community, they love hockey so much, and they were so passionate about, you know, the, the Devils, and before that, the Senators, and before that, the Rangers, and I think they're they're so happy to have a team that's going to stay there and really want to truly be a part of being and not be a team that's just coming and going. Sorry there, we're, we're just getting a lot of comments saying that we're a little bit hard to hear right now, so. Just give us one second, Andrea. Sure. So, that should be hopefully a little bit better. Uh, sure. Uh, 
you know, I, I kind of knew or, or heard through the grapevine that um, the Devils perhaps were, were you know, they weren't going to return from Newark, where, you know, they, they brought their AHL, AHL team back to New Jersey during COVID, and we heard that perhaps we weren't going to come back. And I knew that there, there might possibly be an opportunity, because I knew the county really wanted to keep professional hockey in Vancouver. And I think I, I looked at a couple different options with them. Uh, we discussed, uh, you know, obviously AHL was out of question. We, we discussed East Coast League and we discussed the Fed. And the Fed is by far the, the business model that makes sense there. The fans are very passionate. They want to keep a, a team there. Um, it's been now four or five months since we made the announcements. And, you know, the fan base and the business community have been incredibly supportive. You know, like the, the league has never been in a situation before where you take it, you know, take over or whatever you want to call it, an AHL market. You know, I know Elmira went from coast to the Federal Hockey League, and that was kind of what we could base our model on with the success that, that the enforcers had once they came from the coast. So we're, we're feeling really positive. Um, I think the fans are very happy in seeing ticket prices are a lot lower. Uh, love and open style of hockey, and I think it's also important for the people in Binghamton to have a team that's truly theirs because they have the Devils for a few years before that it was the Senators, which on the ice were a little more successful. Before that, it was the Rangers, and they just kind of went through having a couple different teams. And I think as much as we value having NHL hockey, I think the ticket prices were a little expensive. Financially, it was very you know, near impossible for the ownership to keep an AHL team there. Uh, and ultimately, I think the fans are really happy with what we're offering. I think we can't wait for the long opening. Yeah, it's um, definitely coming into ACHL market, so you have the important rate price a little bit higher. But I think once they see the FHL market in their, um, their arena, not only will it be uh, um, better ticket prices, but a more passionate game than what they're used to. Because not only are they just well, playing hockey, but they're playing for the love of the game. Right, that, that's what we're, that's exactly what we're selling. I mean, our guys are here because they love the game. They want to keep the dream alive of playing professional hockey for a couple more years. I mean, they're not looking to get called up or traded or try to go to Europe. And they're not necessarily basing their entire life decisions surrounding what goes on in the ring. I mean, our guys, as you've seen, our community involvement is a big, big part of the Fed, which at an AHL level is much harder to do than things that we can do with our players. And I think they're really looking forward to getting to know these guys and becoming, just like in Watertown, where the fans and the boosters and the supporters are so tight with the players. And I think that's something that perhaps hasn't quite been the case in Bingo. I think that's something that that fans are really looking forward to. Right. And, but definitely something exciting about this. And um, I do have to ask you a question. I think there's a I'm sorry, what did you say? No, no, I was just saying I think there's certainly a, a lot of excitement. Right, right. Um, I do have to ask though, why did you go with the black ears for Bingo? That's a good question. So, whenever you put a new team, right, because we were kind of coming 
uh, they wanted to do something a little bit different. So we had a, a very small focus group of local stakeholders, fans, and just people from you know, primarily the hockey community. And we looked at what is something that is pretty common in the local area, which is the black bears are actually very common uh, in Broome County. Um, almost everyone has uh, the ring doorbell, they have some footage, or they've seen one, or they've met one. Um, it's an animal that, you know, it's quite easy to make a good mascot out of it, to create some merchandise, to create a kids club. Like, we didn't want to pick something that was too, uh, maybe unusual. Uh, and obviously, it was a little bit of a time crunch, too. So we had to, we had to come up with something good, something workable, and we also didn't have a year to spend on it. So I think uh, we're happy with the way it went. You know, I think the logo is a little different from the traditional, like the Boston Bruin or, or other other teams that use the bear. So I think it actually came out uh, and it's been been received really well. I mean, we picked the green jersey because that's the official, like the city color of Binghamton. Uh, black one is kind of like the, we planned it for, for rivalry nights with Watertown and Elmira, which unfortunately we're not going to have as many of those, so I guess we'll have to wear it for uh, our friends from, uh, from Danbury. And uh, the white one, I just think it's a beautiful, like a throwback, almost a retro New York Ranger jersey. Right. And I do have to say, though, I'm kind of jealous of your jerseys out there, so... And, uh, oh, I think you're, you're, you guys look good, too, but yeah, thank you, yeah, we're... There's a lot of hard work went into that one. We have great, great guys who do that and did all that work for us. Right. Um, going into more depth, Central Soul, both Watertown and Binghamton. How big of a rivalry do you expect between your two teams? I'm sorry, I completely lost you. What was the question? Um, since you've owned both um, Watertown and Binghamton, how much of a rivalry do you expect between your two teams? Oh, I hope that's going to be the same as with any other team. You know, as far as as far as that stuff goes, you know, I obviously in Watertown I have a, a very good idea of the roster because of of last year how things were. Um, Binghamton, just because the sheer amount of work that's needed to move into a building like that in a market with very high standards, I really have left the roster mostly up to uh, to Coach Rob to. Uh, Coach Davidson, rather, to, to uh, work with the players. So I, I wouldn't say that I have as much, no, I mean, I know that sounds bad, it's not like I don't care, but you, there's been so many things going on. But on the ice, you know, the, the players in the locker room, um, if I tell Tyler Jurich of the Black Bears, or if I tell Lane King to hold back, I don't think that anyone's gonna hold back. Right? Like on the ice, it's just another game. Um, and it certainly, uh, that's what we want too. Awesome. And that's something that we want to hear too. Because we definitely love the rivalries. Um, um, so if you look at you know, Barry, Barry is probably the best example, right? I mean, he was at one point the Barisovsky hockey league, right? And you still, you know, he's got you guys, uh, Carolina, right? So I don't think that those games are any different for the players. I mean, it'll be different for me watching the game. I'll, I'll just really hope that it gets hurt. Um, but uh, as a player, I don't think. I, I wouldn't want it to be anything different. And I'm certainly not going to tell uh, Clarky or Rock to play in a different because it happens to be my team on the other side. Right. Um, so, 
with him. Well, going back to Watertown, though, you guys just took a hard hit at losing Ryan Marker. Um, how are you going to replace a player like that? Uh, you know, Marker was a great player on our team. As you know, he's a big goal scorer. He's a very, very hard worker. Um, and he now got, got called up to the, to the East Coast League, right? which is a great feather in the cap for the entire league and, and for Ryan and for, for the Delaware Thunder organization. Uh, Marker, uh, really, he was on a, on a personal level. He wanted to play closer to home, uh, which is Philadelphia for him. And uh, we have a very good relationship with that organization. So we were able to work out a deal for him to return there. Uh, I believe that as much as he's a phenomenal player, you know, I think if you looked at our roster, the team was incredibly stacked. And Clark is a phenomenal recruiter. So I think as much as we're going to miss uh, Ryan, there's going to be a, a player out there waiting to take his spot. So I'm, we wish him all the best. And I really hope he does well at Clark with his opportunity there. Um, but once a player moves on, you know, you try to focus on what you have in the locker room and how you can replace that player um, rather than focusing on how much we're going to miss him. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, no. definitely, definitely going to miss, um, especially the physicality coming in Nick Warren from Ryan. So that's the one thing that I'm going to miss coming in from you guys. Um, I think we've got plenty of guys who can play for this as well. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Right. Um, coming into this year, the two. Um, God, I just had the question up on my. Uh, I slapped my own brain. What brain? Going into this year, too. Um, do you expect no, both teams to do really well? And are you giving both teams a fighting chance? It's absolutely, yes. Um, I think as far as water time, we were extremely outspoken all of last year. That I think we had the strongest team, and perhaps the strongest team that was ever assembled to play in this league. Uh, and the expectation was to win a championship last year. Didn't end up happening, obviously, as you know, uh, with everything that, that went on. But the, the expectation in Watertown is extremely high. Uh, coach expects to win. The staff up there expects to win. The players coming in expect to win. I expect to win. I mean, we treat the players exceptionally well. But we also demand a lot from them. So everybody that's out there knows what's expected. Binghamton is no difference there. Um, obviously coming in as a new team, uh, without, a, uh, without an expansion draft, you're starting fresh. I mean, you're literally signing guys. Your first player, your second player, your third player. So I'm not going to say that it's not a different situation. Uh, however, we're playing a 60-game regular season. So Coach Davidson is all the time in the world to find a winning formula. And the fans in Binghamton, uh, one of the big things that they brought up was since we won the Calder Cup in, uh, I want to say 2011, I, I don't want to put myself in the cross if we have a lot of listeners from there, uh, but they didn't have a lot of success on the ice. And I know it's incredibly important that, you know, for, I mean, getting in the playoffs, you've got to be six out of seven, right? 
but you want to get home field advantage and you want to truly be a team that has a chance of winning a championship. The facilities in Binghamton are second to none. I mean, this is obviously it was an AHL arena for a very long time. It's to the highest specification, the locker rooms, gyms, everything off the ice is catered so well for the team. You're playing in a little bit of a bigger pocket. Um, so I think it's going to be really exciting for the players coming in there. So certainly the expectation of winning and the culture of winning is going to be just as strong in Binghamton as in Washington. That's definitely a well-spoken word. So it's, um Definitely, uh, you do have a few fans coming in the chat too, so it's so definitely something that they want to hear too. So, uh, serve the big fans, that's what's mainly coming in right now. Um, how are you gonna honor their hockey history from the Calder Cups and all that? Are you gonna, I know from our previous past report here on, we are trying to get the, um, old championship banners back up. Are you going to honor it like the past championships with past teams like that? Or how are you going to celebrate the past teams? Oh, that's, a, that's a good question. I mean, as far as banners and stuff, I think that's more up to the arena, really, what they want there. Um, we're, we're certainly... Wow, that's, a, that's a good idea. Put me on the spot there. <laughs> um, I think... Uh, you, you, you can go two ways with this, right? Like, there is a lot of history in Binghamton, but I think there's also a little bit of, um, I'm trying to phrase this the right way, I think there has been some disappointment in the past uh, with organizations too. So we don't, like we're, we're carrying on the legacy of pro hockey, but we're also representing something new. But we would love to do something like a retro night or bring in a couple of, you know, maybe Ranger players or, or a Luke Knight that played here in the past. Uh, we want to honor them because we, we realize we're a part of a 40 plus year history, which doesn't usually happen uh, to teams from, you know, in this league. That it hasn't really happened before. So we're in a unique situation. But we want to honor the past, but at the same time, get our model kind of up and running, if that, if that makes sense. And certainly, right. if there are fans on here that have any ideas, we certainly want to hear them. Right, and that's, um, that's definitely something that the fans want to hear going forward. Because um, I know, especially coming out from here, we love our history, but like you said, we need to move forward as well, especially with uh, the new brand. And we do have. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, we do have a uh, Stephen Bacon. Uh, I'm sorry, Stephen Bangado. Uh, he says the. Uh, Facilities on Bingham are very beautiful. You're, so you're inheriting something that's going to be a great for you starting off. Oh, the, the building is, is spectacular. I mean, you got 5,000 seats, luxury boxes, the player facilities, uh, gym, medic loft, stuff that just isn't in most other arenas. Uh, it's a different environment, you know, because the... Uh, the pressure, I guess, is in a different way because you've got to draw a good crowd. Like you have a 5,000 seat building, you're going to have a good crowd for it to feel busy. While, as you know, in Watertown, it doesn't matter. I mean, every day there is loud and, like I've always said, the greatest fans, you know, and I'm sure Binghamton fans will, will prove me wrong or, or tied 
during the season, but I love the fans that we have in Watertown with just how difficult it is as an opponent. I'm sure you've seen it for the Prowlers. It's a very difficult building to go on and play because of how on top of you that the fans are. I mean, I wouldn't say that, you know, there's no gym in the building. There's no medical office. We don't have those facilities in Watertown, but Clarkie and Robbie do a great job. They can, they can do with what they have. They have an office the size of a, of a closet, but they run one whatever of an organization out of there. So, right. um, it's, it's, uh, but certainly Binghamton is, is uh, second to none. And I hope we get to welcome fans from elsewhere to come down. We have great deals. We're selling luxury boxes for, uh, I believe it's $500, including it's 20 or 25 tickets. So you can come down, have a great day, watch the game, you know, hopefully see your team lose to the Bears and, you know, have a nice night. Five hundred dollars for a twenty-five tickets in a luxury box, kind of cheap. So, and you can't beat it. I mean, we're we're less than half of what we used to be. We want to sell those suites out right. every night. Right. It's a way for us to kind of put a new, you know, kind of a new a new mark on things. Exactly. And um, but right now um, we are about to hit our commercial break, and I do want to thank you for coming on our show tonight. Even though we were kind of delayed and uh, we had technical issues at the start. But thank you for hanging around with us and uh, dealing with our uh, screw ups, even though it was a little bit longer. <laughs> but, um, oh, don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to add for your fans out there? Just can't wait to have you guys back. Watertown, Binghamton, any other any other building. You know, can't wait to, uh, to have you guys back. And we definitely can't wait to have both of your teams out to Port Huron. So, thank you for coming back on. Hi, thank you guys. Hi, thanks. All right. And just remember, we are at Great Lakes Gaming today. And for the uh, rest of the season, we'll be here. We'll, we want you to come down. They are open late, later than the mall here. They are right out the food carts. They're there in general. They're right here. You can easily get them easily it's easily accessible i'm sorry guys <laughs> i'm trying to fit so many words into this before commercial break but um they've been amazing james gage they own the place even from their employees and volunteers billy mike um ashton everybody here is amazing they'll take care of all your gaming needs even if you're just learning they they will take care of you and And we will show you the place right after we come back from break.
Hey guys, it's Crystal from the Port Huron Prowlers, back to you from behind the scenes. I'm with Mitz today, and Mitz and I are here to give you guys some um, examples of things the guys would like on the bus trip. Mitz, do you think the guys would like granola bars? What about fruit and vegetables? Okay, not vegetables, but how about fruit? Um, cases of water? What about some Powerade and Gatorade? Well, there you have it. Some true facts of what Mitz thinks our boys should have on the road trips. Thanks for watching and enjoy the show. Hey there, I'm Chris. And I'm Kelly. You might remember One Love Weekly used to be called One News Weekly. Well, that was season one, and now we're coming into season two. We've changed up the format, and we're bringing the news to you in a more personal issue. We're going to give you more real-life situations to react to these news stories, and how you can love thy neighbor more. And I'm excited to bring on my co-host and correspondent, Kelly. And I hope you enjoy for the future episodes. Great Lakes Gaming is just a step away for all of your cards and gaming needs. We have it all from Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering to video game tournaments like Street Fighter and Smash. Are you interested in D&D? Well, we got you covered there as well. Join us down the road on Michigan Road, just between Dove and Griswold Street and Port Huron for a whole lot of fun. We have a welcoming environment that is COVID safe and is cleaned regularly.
Um, welcome back. We are going to be switching the camera around, so hang with us. Uh, no, we're not. Never mind. Hmm. But, um, we do have Austin back on the... If you want, you can move Dana. No. Oh, there he goes. There you are. So, hi, Austin. <laughs> you remember him from last week? He's a road, um, roadside rogue, I'm sorry. Um, hopefully the power doesn't go out this time. <laughs> hey. But, um, this time you at least came a little bit more prepared. Yeah. We have a blind ref over here uh, hitting me. <laughs> That's um, not time wood. <laughs> but what did you bring with you today? Uh, brought an actual dueling lightsaber this time. This one lights up guardian blue. Oh. These are the actual ones that we use in our combat. Pommel is actually made of high-grade aluminum, and the blade is made of polycarbonate. These things are designed to take some damage and dish out some damage. Okay. <laughs> As I'm drooling all over myself. <laughs> but, um, so, go into a little bit more of, uh, I know you talked about it last week, go more of, um, more a little bit in depth of uh, what Portside Rogues is. Yeah, Portside Rogues is the lightsaber academy in Port Huron. <coughs> we teach all seven different forms. Uh, I believe we got through that last time, uh, at least the seven forms. We won't have to um, waste Oh, is it not hearing me? Oh, nope, you're just speaking a little bit too late. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, that's why we're trying to work with them. I know Kelly has us explained a little bit before, but you're this is the nicest guy ever. He just needs the word to speak up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. 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 Um, we can fix that since we have the, one of the best mics out there. Yeah, so... Sorry about that, though, Austin. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, but, yeah, we teach all seven forms. Uh, from the last episode, we uh, went over those ones before the power went out. Um, I think you were talking about the last one right when it went out. Uh, yeah, we were talking about the, uh, the differences between um, the different sports, uh, how it's six times more complex than fen uh, modern-day fencing, and it's about twice as much a uh, twice as difficult as HEMA. And if anyone doesn't know what HEMA is, if you go to like uh, the Renaissance Festival and you see the knights in full armor doing all their fighting, that's HEMA. Okay. Yeah, uh, lightsaber combat has more forms, more styles, and uh, a little bit more leniency on their rules as well. <laughs> so it makes it a little more complex. And a lot of people would take would say, isn't this just Star Wars you're doing? Uh, a lot of what we do is, um, yeah, is Star Wars based. Uh, everything that we teach goes by the uh, the actual comics and all the uh, teachings throughout the series and everything. There are actual seven forms throughout the extended universe and every uh, everything like that. So. What we teach is its own thing. There's no martial arts skill. It's just what's what comes up in the comics that we've turned into the real thing. So it's more than just following uh, fan fiction and all that. Yeah. 
uh, outside of the combat, we do teach the choreography. We teach um, tournament-style dueling along with actual combat. Uh, we, we do a couple of other smaller things. Like, we do teach a couple people meditation. Uh, if you really want to go the route of Jedi or Sith, we'll actually teach you those as well. <laughs> so... It's a lot of Star Wars, but we've made it more realistic. It's definitely fun going either way, right? Oh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's definitely fun. And then you, you have a tournament coming up in October, from my understanding, right? Uh, sadly, the 20, uh, September 25th one had to be canceled. There wasn't enough uh, participants this year. Uh, so hopefully next year we'll get this the ball rolling a little bit. More people trained and taught and get them uh, next year. But the good thing is that you'll be in a new location next year. Hopefully, yes. Definitely. uh, We definitely are looking forward to getting a new location. And that's where we come in. Mm -hmm. Because we... uh, Mainstream Crawlers I started back in 2016. And I also started Blue Water Paranormal Research back in 2012 as a, another subsidy name. Um, but Austin is a part of the paranormal research as well. <laughs> and um, getting to know Austin, I was like, we're both like-minded. And he was doing everything outside of the, um, out in the elements. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, come on in, use a safe space, come on in. <laughs> so... That's one of our major announcements today, is that me and him have partnered up to form Main Street Blue Water LLC. So, I definitely a happy day to actually finally announce that, because at the start of last year, I announced that I was finally starting to go for it. So it's um, something that's a dream to come true. I don't know about for you, but... Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so... Um, so Austin is going to be 25% owner in the uh, whole company. So that'll be a great thing for us. Since he brings so much excitement to our team as well as the stability that we needed. So, um, I'm sorry to mean to take your spotlight, but... <laughs> you're good, you're good, buddy. <laughs> I just wanted to announce the excitement that we have. <laughs> um, Anyways, go back more into what you're doing with Portside Rogues. Um, what what differs you from all the other groups that would be in the area or in the state? Uh, a huge difference that we have uh, between other groups that's in the area, uh, within the, the local area, maybe two hours from where we're sitting right now. Uh, most other groups they're more of like hobbyist groups they're not actually you know they haven't trained in it they don't teach it really um I I don't want to not not to talk bad about any groups but uh we have um one of the biggest international ones uh out in I want to say Midland I want to say it's Midland area uh, Michigan's the Saber Legion. They're an international group, really big. A 
stuff like that. And they're, the people that come through that system are very highly trained. But if you're coming in there as a new newbie, I wouldn't really suggest jumping right into the Saber Legion. Uh, primarily, not here in Michigan at least, this location doesn't teach. Um, there's smaller groups like the Imperial Knights of Detroit and the Great Mercenary Knights. They'll teach you how to swing it and everything like that, but they won't teach you any of the seven forms. Okay. Regulations of fighting and honor and combat. 
set us off on starting this program. Uh, about like 70% of the kids inside of juvenile systems are from broken homes. Uh, it could be as quick and easy for them to stop being in those systems if just somebody paid attention to them, uh, someone to look up to them, a father figure in their life. Um, about out of those ones, 65% will be in and out of prison for the rest of their lives if this doesn't change. And 90% of teen suicides come from these children. So what our mission is, is uh, was Project Purity, or not, Project Chivalry, is to help these kids along a, path, uh, along a better path, give them a little bit of a better chance in life just by giving them a lightsaber, have them do some drills and some stuff, and then have them look up to some, uh, have people in their lives to look up to as a father figure, you know, somebody to strive to be more like in their life, and maybe, just maybe, these statistics will start to drop in our own area, and we'll have better kids. Right, that's definitely what we're always aiming to do, uh, especially through this podcast as well as to uh, help people get out of their usual parks yeah. that have gone the wrong way in the past. So, and it's glad that we're partnering up with you for that fact as well. So. Yeah, uh, one of our things is, is there's no bad kids. There's just misunderstood kids mm. right now. And it's bad because we have all these schools and all the programs and stuff that we have right now and we're still uh, pushing them away. Uh, they have a they have a nickname now for kids that's in the bad program. It's the Phoenix kids. If it's a Phoenix kid they don't mess with them. They separate them from all the other kids and everything like that. And I don't really see that as helpful to them. Yeah, pushing them away. Because you ignore something doesn't mean it doesn't it goes away. Right. Yeah. And what can you do, right? Okay. We do our best, right? Mm-hmm. We find better solutions. Um, I do want to thank you for that, though. And um, thank you for waiting a little bit longer to get all that out as well. Oh, no problem at all. And, um, you just went to a tricking campus weekend, too. Yes, the tricking barn. Uh, I believe that was in Fowler, uh, Michigan. It's a good two-hour drive. But, uh, you know, we get out there. There's these amazing athletes. It's just got such great vibes. Everyone gets along real well. We all joke around and have some great times. And they teach you, like, I learned how to deadlift at this place. That's, <laughs> that's something kind of cool to do. You get up in the morning, you do some silly cartwheel type stuff and everything to teach you to do better jumps and flips and kicks. Because lightsaber combat gets really close to these trickers, and we did have uh, a night where everyone picked one up and was having a blast with them. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, before we get in with a break, though, which is in just a few minutes, um, I do want to remind everybody here that uh, we are a great.
tonight. There's still a few magic games going on, so it's... If you want to come in, please come in. They'll accommodate you in any way possible. And you can come pick up a lightsaber and steal this one guys right here. Come over here, I'll teach you how to use one. And it's actually pretty beautiful, too. If you uh, want to go on to the Port Side Heroes uh, Facebook page or the TikTok, too. Um, they definitely have a lot of tricks going on, uh, a lot of techniques. Um, it's just pure beauty as well if you're just looking at it. So it's, um, and that's something we hope to have on eventually you know, on the show. But um, right now we're just kind of in a cramped space, so I don't want to get hit in the head. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh god, oh god, I just got hit by the blind rod. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, um, he'll be with us in our shop though to give demonstrations, give classes, and whenever the um, weather is cooperating, he can take you outdoors too to enjoy the good weather while learning these good techniques. It's not just about lightsabers as well, it's about learning for the future and actually being your best self. It's all about getting out there, getting the fitness and health and everything that's going on out there as well. It's it's way more than lightsabers. It's definitely something I found out over these years. Right. Well, thank you for coming on though, Austin, and I can't wait to get in the store with you. Of course. <laughs> um, we are about to go to our next break. If I can get the right camera on. <laughs> but um, remember, we are at Great Lakes Gaming. Um, we have partnered with them, and they're amazing here. Uh, and shut up, Rob. <laughs> he just wasn't like this to me. Drop it off, Bob. We will be getting our merch site back up soon, uh, which will be MainStreetProllers.com. That will cover our whole company um, that is encompassed by Main Street Blue Water. So that'll be Blue Water Paranormal Research, Main Street Prowlers, and Portside Rose, where you can see previous episodes from all of us, as well as buy our merchandise from there too. And you can also request stuff from us on that website as well. So, we'll be right back after these final commercials. Hey guys, it's Crystal from the Port Heron Prowlers. Back to you from behind the scenes. I'm with Mitz today, and Mitz and I are here to give you guys some um, examples of things the guys would like on the bus trip. Mitz, do you think the guys would like granola bars? 
What about fruit and vegetables? Okay, not vegetables, but how about fruit? Um, cases of water? What about some Powerade and Gatorade? Well, there you have it. Some true facts of what Mitz thinks our boys should have on the road trips. Thanks for watching and enjoy the show. Hey there, I'm Chris. And I'm Kelly. You might remember One Love Weekly used to be called One News Weekly. Well, now it's season one, and now we're coming into season two. We've changed up the format, and we're bringing the news to you in a more personal issue. We're going to give you more real-life situations to react to these news stories, and how you can love thy neighbor more. And I'm excited to bring on my co-host and correspondent, Kelly. And I hope you enjoy for the future episodes. Great Lakes Gaming is just a step away for all of your cards and gaming needs. We have it all from Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, to video game tournaments like Street Fighter and Smash. Are you interested in D&D? Well, we got you covered there as well. Join us down the road on Michigan Road, just between Dove and Griswold Street and Port Huron for a whole lot of fun. We have a welcoming environment that is COVID safe and is cleaned regularly. Tractor as always. I want to see if this camera is working again, guys. Nope, there's Andreas again. It looks like he gives a finger. Oh well. <laughs> so I'm gonna take you off camera. Sorry, dude. Are you gonna point again? Nope. <laughs> Anyways, so let's get to the season. There's been a few announcements, like we um. Come on, camera. Yes, you did, dude. You broke the cameras. So, we we have a Binghamton Black Bears 
um, officially announced as a new team this year. And we had the owner on here. So what are your predictions for the new team coming in? Fun, fast pace. It's going to be pretty good this season with them. Mm -hmm. Are you going to scrim them over? What team don't I scrim over? <laughs> Plus they're At least be... I'm not allowed to answer that question. Right, right. Plus they're going to be bears. You can't see them. I can't see nothing. <laughs> um, so... Joe Pace is now back, coming back this year. This is going to be the first year in six years that he's not on the team. At well, all. If, the way he's talking, he's going to play the minimum games. That way, if you know. Well, I should say full time. Right, he won't be here full time, but he'll be here to play his um, games that you know to keep him eligible for playoffs. Yeah. Which every year it's been a normal year. We've made the playoffs except for our second or third year. Yeah, so it's um, it's going to be interesting, especially coming within with only seven this year, which is down from the predicted uh, eleven or twelve that we were supposed to have this year. But circumstances came to fruition, where mentor had to fold before the end of last season. Um, Almira was kicked out of their own arena. Um, Danville was also kicked out of their own arena. Well, that's a whole other story. Um, Bloomington, we haven't heard of a thing about. So we don't even know what's going on there. Motor City is supposedly still in the works. So that's five teams that were supposed to be playing this year that we didn't have come in this year. Excuse me. Why did you have to scare him away? I thought that was the distractor that caused that. Why did you have to scare him away? I'm behaving. No, you're not. <laughs> you're wearing a Lions hat. Come on. Go Lions. Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the biggest distraction right there is the Lions hat. <laughs> but, um, Those are fighting words. So I shouldn't say go Packers? Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, five teams. Do you see anybody replacing these five teams in the, uh, for next season? Either of you. Maybe Muskegon. Muskegon won't get them because they have the Lumberjacks. Yeah, that's right. The, U the USHL. Um, I don't know. Myself, I... I see hopefully um, oh. a couple of teams, maybe if they can't get in their right, original arenas, um, relocating. Okay. I, I, think, I think he was a good, you know, um, um, Amira was a great team. The owner was great for how he ran things. Right. I see him trying to probably hopefully relocate at least. Uh, what's that city you know, talking about by Saginaw? How Bay City. Yeah, that one. So you wanted to see them actually come to fruition? Yep. You know. Bay City, the Pacific, the Bay City Civic Arena. And I hope Motor City works out. Yeah. I really do. I hope they can get things together and make a team. But again, you know, if not, um, hopefully we can find another place for another team. I mean, Frazier deserves it after being screwed over so many times. Yeah. Especially in the last couple of years. 
I do not want to bring back up the um Yeah, let's not get on that subject. <laughs> Change subject. Quiet already. Um, Scott Dragon says, Oh, Myra should look at the new rink in Amherst, New York. Uh, what is the name of that offhand? Do you know do you know Scott? Uh, while we're waiting for that, it's, um, that would actually be a good idea because yeah. Amherst is a bigger city. Plymouth. Plymouth has the U.S. Uh, development team in the USHL. Oh, okay. As we said before, you know, I know at the games we, you know, we give teams a hard time while they're here, but you know, off ice, we, you know, we really respect, we love hockey, mm-hmm. and we want to see this, these teams uh, succeed. We don't want to see them fail. You exactly. know, just like the bumblebees, you know. We did not want to see that fail. We and that was not. that was just a sad situation. They, you know, they were kind of screwed over by in the first place, even to start the season. You know, because you think about, it, we went through the same thing. Luckily, our team didn't fold when we had the Falcons. We were the worst team in the league. We won six mm-hmm. games all season, the first year. In the second year, we had the top, one of the top teams in the league. Was that you know, Falcons? Yeah, the Falcons. Yeah. Yep. You know, so we went through putting a team together quick too, and it, it's hard. You don't usually do good the first year. But um, we had the um, at least we had McMoran right off the, off the bat, though. Right. While Battle Creek, they were forced into the lower arena. Right. With lower possible ticket sales. Yeah, and then so. you can't for this type of league. You, you really have to have some seating and, and be able to, mm. you know, you can't really charge a huge amount for this league either. Right. And expect to. Get people in seats. I mean, you might get some compensation back, but when you have a, a rink like Battle Creek had, there, yeah. there's and no... Also, we got, like I said, the other situation I can bring up with the Falcons is those kids weren't paid. They were right. their junior league. They're, they're um, here to try and get into college and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. to play in that type of league. And, and you go somewhere else, go somewhere um, so, not having to pay the players, you know, you don't have as high of an expense either. Right. You know, when you've got played pit, you paid players, and you, you're trying to pay the players and get people in the seats, and, you know, it's a little bit more. Right. I got and some uh, small hockey arenas here. In the um, so, that'd go based off of what Scott Dragon says, not knowing, but um, if you can get that to us by next episode, though, though, Scott... I deeply appreciate that, too. Uh, go ahead, Rob. Allen Park Civic Arena. Allen Park? I didn't know they had a um, arena out there. Yeah, you got Allen what, Park What's Civic? the seating, though? 2,000. Huh? 2,500. That's <laughs> Allen Park, Michigan, right? Yep. Wow. Uh, Nova Ice Arena in Michigan. Mm. Nova? Novi. North Town Center. I, I'm going to look that up. Uh, what's that? Iceland Ice Arena. Iceland is closed. Oh, it is? I don't know why they still have that up, but that's out in Clinton, right? No, yeah. that's up here. No, that's up here. No, yeah, that's that's one's closed. That used to have been the old uh, lumberjacks. Yep. Yeah, because that's also one of the ones we used to use for silver sticks. Mm-hmm. 
Now, is this the one in Kalamazoo? Is this the stadium for Kalamazoo and the ECHL Wings Stadium? Yep. Okay, I think so. Um, Northtown Center Amherst, which their main arena, it does have three, like you said, Scott, but their main arena has 1,800. That would be a huge hit to Robbie Nichols, but I think he could pull that off because Elmira is pulling 32 or 3,300 people a night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is it does have a restaurant and a pro shop right on, um, right on site. And it did used to serve the Buffalo um, Junior Sabres of the OJHL. It does still, um, it has the Buffalo Buttes right now, as well as the Buffalo Wings, which is a, still of the Major League Roller Hockey. So there's still capabilities of getting in there. And right now, it's not common, it's not uncommon for a, um, uh, NWHL team to be in with the FHL team because the Connecticut Whale also are in Danbury Arena and um, who also hold uh, the Danbury uh, wow hat tricks I was thinking of uh, the Whalers for a second <laughs> um, John Clement Robbie will find a way to make something work uh, very smart businessman he'll, he'll be back which yeah he'll that's what we're saying. He'll yeah, we we really want him back. It's you know, and thank you for coming in, John. Um, I don't know if you caught uh, your new boss earlier, but that was actually a really nice to talk to him too. Um, how do you like it out in Binghamton, John? Um, North uh, Northtown Center would be a good viable option for in their intern, intern future for Elmira if somehow, some way Elmira can't go back into first arena. Which I want to see them back in first arena, but, you know. Yeah. But hey, the Buffalo area is, um, can draw a little bit more yeah. if they want. Play nice, Scott. Play nice. <laughs> Dragon? Yeah. What do you say? Are you going to leave comments on during your broadcast? That, but this isn't the place to start arguments like that, though. Because um, we're just trying to support everyone in the league. And we... Um, Binghamton is my hometown. Really proud to come home and be a part of it. And I'm glad that I didn't know about that. That about you though, uh, John. I'm glad that you were able to go back home and work in something that you absolutely love doing. And I'm happy for you, and especially with a um, brand new team as well, where you can get that off the ground. What about the Blue Cross Arena, the old uh, Rochester Raiders football team? That'd be an interesting place to go to get into. Yeah. Nice arena. Um, Mike, I'm excited for them to come back as well. I'm very excited for them to come back. Matters, Warrior Prowlers, 
Um, we have like six, seven minutes left. Yes. Um, we do have a few familiar faces come back this year. Um, first one, we have Matt Graham coming back as the GM and the head coach this year. What are your thoughts on that pickup? Great. That's going to be awesome, honestly. Oh, that's right. They had the young reps. That's right, the AHL team. Yeah. I mean, you're right, John, so that's – I forgot about them, so. Ugh. Okay, so besides Matt Graham. Um, we have uh, Alex Johnson coming back in. He's an assistant GM, and I agree, Scott. Matt will do good. He's been learning from Joe for years. Now it's um, because I believe Matt came here in the team's third year, I believe. Uh, fourth year, he said in the. Uh, yeah, fourth year, year, somewhere around there. Yeah. So he's been able to learn for the last three years from Joe, who's a spectacular marketer with him. And so getting that kind of marketing experience. And we got our goalie coming back, Mr. Corey. Who I'm very excited to have back on the show. We're going to have him. Um, we have Corey Simons come back on the show in the middle of October. I'm very excited that about that one. Um, I was mentioning to them though before that'll be kind of a sad one because the last time we had him on was when Kyle Bailey was on as well. So that's going to be very sad, but it'll be good to have him actually back on for a good note. Yep. And. Um, I forgot his name already. Talstorm. Tal that's all I know his last name. <laughs> T-E-L-L Storm. Thank you for that so much. Mike, what's his first name? Uh, October 18th. Uh, Kevin said Matt and Alex will bring a great team to Fort Huron. Yeah, they, they will bring a um, great team to Fort Huron and... Corey will be here, yeah, the October 18th. He'll be on the show. Thank you for reminding me about that, Kelly. And uh, I'm bringing the Telstrom's name up. He does come from Sweden. He's a European born and bred, so he's going to be a little bit feisty. Oh, we're going to see a backhand uh, goal like we did in the Red Sox. <laughs> Hopefully. Mattias Telstrom. So that's, that's going to be interesting, though. Because we. We'll, we will definitely have a um, good player coming to us because his stats are amazing. Thank you, Mike. I literally found that right when you commented. <laughs> well, we don't have Amira. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, that was... Well, she was talking about those. It was just a um, big misunderstanding on everyone's part. Yeah. And it's just a hockey mom just got a little bit too feisty because her son uh, was on the other team. And being from the East Upper Outies that we are, we like to run our mouth a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes too much. Yeah, Rob. 
When you break that one down completely, her son used to play for our team. Uh, but it was the Falcons, all right. Right. But we yeah. were like that when it was the Falcons, too. And she enjoyed it. Right. Which is kind of funny and ironic. <laughs> hey, that was Ron Larson's fault in the first year. He split us up with that stupid whistle. Remember that? Okay, uh, distractor. I'm not even going to go into that one, though. Um, I'm glad to see this uh, um, comment section blew up today, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for coming in today. Um, <laughs> misunderstandings were only in Danbury. <laughs> Speaking of that. So what other couple players we got to talk about? Um... We do have Austin Federley come back. Yep. Well, hometown, hometown player. Come on. Uh, Dalton Young. Yep. We also. Dalton Jay. Well, yeah, we have Dalton Jay come back. <laughs> we got to have our leading scorer come back, right? So the Russian five, we have the three hometown boys. Um, Matt Stoya is coming back. Talking about another hometown. That's four. <laughs> we need one more hometown Russian five. Um, and then we do have a newcomer in goal as well. And I have to go back into the um, archives for that one, but I'll have that in a second. Um, oh, also Dakota Ulmer is coming back as well. Uh, Austin Weber is coming back. Uh, Greg Harney. That's who I was thinking about. Greg Harney is the new goalie that I signed as well. Um, Igor Kostetov is joining us as well, so that'll be a... Um, That'll be a weird one. Though. That is another Russian guy. Don't understand why Jake Mullins hasn't been given a shot and going. Uh, uh, that's another issue. It's like Jake Mullins deserves to be on a team. So there has to be something going on behind the scenes that we don't see. Because going from an amazing season, backstopping a team that couldn't win, to not having a job at all, there has to be something personal. So we, I, I can't say anything on him. So that we can only speculate on what's going on. I do not want to speculate at all. So, but I do agree with you. Jake Mullins deserves the job back. Playing goalie professionally. So, but next week, though, we'll talk more about the schedule, go a little bit in depth. Next week will be a shorter episode, though, because of it, but we will go more in depth in the schedule next week. And you forgot one other person's coming back. Who did I forget? The blind ref. I couldn't see the blind ref, so I didn't know if he was coming back or not. Yeah, I seen him. He was standing right over there. But yeah. we will 
be back next week and we will go over the schedule a little bit. And remember to have your questions ready for us next week uh, if you want them answered. Um, until don't laugh at me. <laughs> but until next week, we will be having a little bit of fun with this guy over here. See y'all later. It's Crystal from the Port Huron Prowlers. Back to you from behind the scenes. I'm with Mitz today, and Mitz and I are here to give you guys some um, examples of things the guys would like on the bus trip. Mitz, do you think the guys would like granola bars? What about fruit and vegetables? Okay, not vegetables, but how about fruit? Um, cases of water? What about some Powerade and Gatorade? Well, there you have it. Some true facts of what Mitz thinks our boys should have on the road trips. Thanks for watching and enjoy the show. Oh, not really. I got the beat. Oh, we wrestling tomorrow, guys. You're on wrestling. I can't believe I let myself get caught. Hey there, I'm Chris. And I'm Kelly. You might remember One Love Weekly used to be called One News Weekly. Well, now it's season one, and now we're coming into season two. We've changed up the format, and we're bringing the news you in a more personal issue. We're going to give you more real-life situations to react to these news stories and how you can love thy neighbor more. And I'm excited to bring on my co-host and correspondent, Kelly. That's me. Hey, wherever you're listening to, uh, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Podcasts, whatever, whatever platform suits your fancy, just make sure that you give us Subscribe and a follow and a share and whatever else you want to do. Make sure that you tell your friends about us. And I hope you enjoy for the future episodes. Great Lakes Gaming is just a step away for all of your cards and gaming needs. We have it all from Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering to video game tournaments like Street Fighter and Smash. Are you interested in D&D? Well, we got you covered there as well. Join us down the road on Michigan Road, just between Dove and Griswold Street in Port Huron for a whole lot of fun. We have a welcoming environment that is COVID safe and is cleaned regularly. 